find you my missing puzzle piece I'm complete I was just Surfing 18. And today we have our most beloved of all music podcasts, the season four music podcast. Um, and today I have two people who you guys should be used to by now. I, I'm getting used to them, but you should be too. <laughs> and I'm very sick, so I apologize beforehand. But anyway, I will let them introduce themselves. I didn't even pick an order. Go ahead and pick an no, order. No, you guys. didn't. Um, so. <laughs> Hi, I'm Arby, also known as C. Kerouac on Tumblr, and I think that I'm the only one who's not sick out of this group, so hopefully we can't spread a computer virus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am uh, Kitty, and I am Slayer Kitty on Tumblr, and yes, unfortunately, uh, I also have the plague, so uh, <laughs> hopefully we don't drive everyone insane with the way we sound. So basically oh, yeah. the goal is to not sing along with any of these songs that we talk about because every everybody's singing through the six, so it would sound legitimately terrible. Ugh. Legitimately terrible. Yeah, it would be really bad. I tried singing today. You know what I did do? I cleaned my house today, and I listened to all of my season four music. So I'm ready to talk about some music here. Look at you being a prepared host. I was, and it was very enjoyable. I really like season four music. Um... I, I have a majority of the songs, actually, and um, I don't know. I just think that they're a lot of fun. I like a lot of season four, but there are some that are just all right for me. Yeah. So we'll okay. talk about that as we go. Yeah, we will. It's weird curious. because a lot of the season four music, my first experience with it was not the show, but was with the um, the phone game Glee Forever. Oh, yeah. And oh, so when, yeah. when I hear it, all I see are, like, the buttons I need to press. <laughs> Did it light up? Did it light up? <laughs> yeah, I missed the button. And you're, you're sitting there, an expert, going, the fuck is it so many? 
numbers. Oh, I know. Yeah. So that's that's oh. what I think about things like uh, like Jukebox Hero. Um, all all I hear is the Glee Forever version, and that's my scene. <laughs> <I had. laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay. So the first thing I kind of want to talk about is that you know we have our. We're into our glee, the second half of the series, the college years and the new class and everything. <laughs> and um, we have, like, I, I, did you guys notice, I'll throw this out there first, any differences in how the, the music was used comparatively to the first three seasons as it was in this season? I don't know. I thought there was a little less magical realism with the with the music this season. It felt a little more grounded in what was actually happening as opposed to I'm having a giant fantasy sequence, mm-hmm. um, which don't be, don't get me wrong. I love a giant fantasy sequence, <laughs> and they but, still I, had some. but they still had some, but I don't feel like it was as much. And I don't, because in the first three seasons, I feel like more often than not, the music came with some fantastical, uh, part of it, whether it was they end up on the stage with giant costumes or suddenly all of the Cheerios joined them to dance and the Cheerios weren't even in the room or um, so, some sort of heightened fantastical element to it. And I felt like season four was a lot more grounded in what's actually happening at that point. Um so that that's kind of the difference that I saw with a lot of them. But I think it actually worked to its favor. I mean, I actually think that season four did a really good job with its music. Um, and a lot of times Glee would be criticized in general that, you know, these, you know, more so starting like when season two and, and more so in three, season three, that these songs were just shoved in there to be shoved in there. And I like, especially since I've listened through it, um, especially in the first half, half these songs really, you know, have a purpose for being in there. I mean, maybe the the Grease ones are a little overstuffed, but um, I don't know. I feel like that season four did a really great job um, incorporating in music into its story. Well, I think that season four cut was on each end. So some of them are incredibly memorable, stick out in your mind, ones that when you're thinking about it, come to mind immediately. And then others, even for episodes that I watched, I couldn't tell you that it was in there because it was completely forgettable as opposed to some of the other ones in earlier seasons where they were fine. And I remember them, you know, they weren't my favorite, but I remember that they were there in this season. It was you, they either stuck the landing and it was amazing (laughs) or it was kind of middling and didn't make an impression at all. So I don't think there were a lot of middle of the road songs. Mm-hmm. I, I think like they, were, they that, were either excellent or meh. I feel like some of that might be down to the newer characters. Maybe. Where maybe and and I know that I struggled with this, especially in the beginning is I just, I, I found it really hard to care. Not that I didn't grow to love <laughs> a lot of the characters, but you know, if you don't really care about a character, you don't want them to have 10 million songs. So anytime that they're on screen, you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know? Well, and we'll get a little bit into more to the newbies in a minute, but um, one thing that I kind of also noticed that I actually kind of commend season four for is the fact that 
They used a lot of group songs. They used a lot of duets. Um, they really kind of got away from the whole solo where somebody stands in the middle of the stage and sings a solo for 10 minutes. Do you mean um, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> but there really aren't very many Rachel solos. Rachel didn't sing very much this season. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's to everyone's benefit because even though, yeah, there are a lot of newbies that are singing, I think there's a lot. I think everyone pretty much gets an equal amount of time. Um and more so, and there's not a lot of, you know how like a lot of times Mercedes and Artie would like get a song, but it hadn't like, they didn't have anything to do with the plot. And I think a lot of times, a lot of the songs, again, were really, you know, grounded in whatever the plot was. So the characters singing them um, had plot to go with it. So it was less of these kind of random, let's just sing this for the sake of singing it, than it was like. We have been given so-and-so a song this episode, so oops, they should sing it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Um, oh, and then I also wrote in my notes, um, I, I thought it'd be interesting to see if music was different um, between Lima and New York, but I didn't get a chance to really look at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a definite answer, but if anybody on the, you know, listening has, you know, commentary <laughs> about what they think, maybe if there was a difference between how music was used in New York versus Lima. Uh, feel free to write in, and I think I'll. Heard some differences that there were a lot more solos in in New York. Well, yeah, there's a lot yeah. less people in New York too. Well, there is that, and it was all kind of dark songs. Yeah, but New York was also like dark lighting too. Everything in New York was dark. Everything in New York was dark. I don't dark. understand. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Kingdom for a Lamp. Seriously. Well, you know, they're poor college students living in a shitty loft in New York City, so... I'm not talking about the loft, I'm talking about the school set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ramps, man, they they pay a gajillion dollars a year to go over there. You can't get them some accurate lighting. Well, it's a scam school, so (laughs) obviously it's bring your own light. (laughs) I mean, are are you even really an actor if you don't have a headlamp? Come on, bring, bring your own light and turn into it. <laughs> well, they had windows, you know. Theater, <laughs> um, what I want, not my RB. <laughs> <laughs> I come from the Cooper Anderson school of dramatic pointing. And one um, is always be prepared with your own light because you can't trust that those assholes on stage are going to have one that properly illuminates all of your features. You know what? It would be a great fanfic that you should write, Darby, is um, Cooper Anderson meets Cassie July. <laughs> Look, I, I would love that because that would be both hot and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that because because you could see Cooper would just be talking and then Cassie would I'm shut up. We're just gonna quite interesting. She would just have... she would screw him just to hush him up. Yes, that's <laughs> like shut up. We're having sex now. Oh, okay. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you're anyway, talking too much. Take off your pants. <laughs> I kind of feel is the way a lot of us would approach Cooper, or at least the way I would approach Cooper. <laughs> I'm going to give you a big cup of hush. Now take off your pants. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> getting back to the music. Um, Great music. Music. <laughs> um, talking, I want to talk about 
um, the newbies just for a minute. I know this is everybody's least favorite subject, but um, I do want to talk no, about it. Everybody, let's not let's not make assumptions. Okay, no, because there are yeah. people who really legitimately love the newbies, yeah. and I, I think it's important to I be love most of them. Some of them I still struggle with. It's, well, it's and here's what because each of each time I do this, I, I talk a little bit about the musical stylings of the new people that are added on the show. Like in the first season, I went through everybody, and the second season, I talked about Blaine and Sam, and in the third season, we talked a lot about the Glee Project stuff. And season four has new people. Um, Unique um, was from last year, and she comes and, back this year. Yeah. I think she's fantastic. From Glee Project. Yeah. Yep. And um, I don't know. I just back from the Glee Project actually. Or wait, no. And then no, because Ryder was the guy. Uh, Ryder. I can't think of his actor. Blake something. Blake. Blake Jenner. Is that Jenner. Right? Yes. Yes. He he comes from the Glee Project too. Right. And yeah, obviously, he made a big impression on me. I think he makes more of an impression than than Rory, but. <laughs> well, um, oh yeah. Well, that At least guy. they gave him lines. But I, you know, I give him credit. He can sing. Um, I, I'm not like his stuff was some of the least memorable stuff, but like, um, his rendition of everybody hurts though, is actually really good. However, when he's saying that, you know, your song to that, you know, that girl that had nothing to do with the, I mean, it had to do with the catfish storyline, but yeah, that's one of the like missteps I would say, but, um, I don't think he has a bad voice. Um, Jacob artist who plays Jake is a fantastic dancer, also has a pretty strong, strong voice. Um, and then Kitty, she's the one that, like, I don't have a problem with Becca Tobin's voice so much as they always seem to auto-tune her a lot, which I think is unfortunate. As the show goes on, they auto-tune everybody. Yeah, they do. Um, I mean, um, they're getting it's like, hey, you know what would make this better? Auto-tune. And all of us just then go, no, no, please don't. Please stop. Step away from the auditune. And they're now, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Somewhere, I believe it was an interview with Darren where he talked about the autotune. And the reason why that a lot of autotune was added was because for various reasons, either they were sick or they were pressed for time and they just couldn't get the notes. So they would autotune them so they'd sound like they were hitting the notes. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, because they were doing things so fast, too. At this point, uh-huh. they were. you can tell they were a well- polished machine and they were just cranking them out as fast as they could i mean um, it's kind of like the the uh the episode of 30 rock where they're filming queen of jordan and tracy doesn't want to be on there and so he's trying to uh he does it to uptown girl i think mm-hmm. <laughs> and liz lemon's like i'm going to auto-tune this and you can't can't Nobody can pay rights on autotune because it didn't sound like anything. <laughs> that's kind of what that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Well, is lemon one doo 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 doo? Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's um, seen that episode, it's one of my faves. Love it. Uh, and the last newbie is Marley, and I know that at the beginning she got a lot of flack because um, they they're like, oh, you know, you put her next to Lee Michelle, and she doesn't hold any, you know, okay. Uh, what is the phrase? Um, she doesn't hold water. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I give her a lot of credit. I was listening to some of her songs today, and I'm like, she's a great pop singer. She does really well um, when you give her a solid pop song. And no, she's not a, a musical theater vocalist like Leah Michelle, but I, I think she sounds really nice on her stuff. And when they don't o- over-auto-tune everything, like when you put um, her and Unique together, a lot of their songs are really a lot of fun. They're 
upbeat, yeah, happy, fun songs. Um, what is the name of that song? I'm blanking. Um, 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 Blow me one last kiss. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is so good. That yeah. song is one of my favorite songs that come came out of season four. Yeah. Well, and and she's a perfectly fine vocalist. I think that the character is a bit bland in my opinion, and so that colors how I feel about it. But I think from just a vocal standpoint, she's perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah I don't well, that's... eat her face. No, and I I, I just, just sometimes I, I just don't care when when she's singing. <laughs> yeah, and I just wanted to make that distinction because I know that the newbies get a lot of flack for just even existing. Um, but I wanted to throw them a bone and say, I think that there are good vocalists in this group. And when the story allows them to be interesting and when they are, you know, uh, on point, there, there's some really, really great and fun performances here in this list. Um, there are also things like Jarley, when Jake and, and Marley get duets, I kind of fall asleep. That's like, why am I listening to this? Well, but um, I mean, also in, in all of their favors, none of them do the, I'm passing a kidney stone, my lower lip is wobbling, please let this camera come up close to me that Leah Michelle does on a lot of her yeah. uh, solo. So... Point mm-hmm. for newbies. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's the other thing. Like I, I mentioned earlier, there's so much going on in a lot of these performances that's either driving the story forward or there's really fun choreography. Um, I think, you know, now there's a lot more focus on Britney. So there's a lot of Britney dancing. Jake is a dancer. So there's a lot of Jake dancing. The whole New York side, Rachel's in dance class. So there's a lot of dancing over there. There's a lot more going on and it visually more entertaining, I think, than um, some of the seasons past. So I think my, my biggest issue, especially with the beginning of the season and the songs that they choose is is yeah overall i think that they probably did more group songs um or or more group oriented songs where there wasn't just one person getting a solo but in the beginning there weren't any group songs and that disconnect and i know that we talked about these over the various episodes and i'm sure it's brought up that disconnect is one of the reasons why i i know i had a hard time really caring about the new characters because I wasn't really seeing them interact with the older characters that I did like and mm-hmm. they they would do that in group numbers and interactions in the choir room and it just wasn't coming, it wasn't happening and I still to this day cannot tell if that was on purpose I don't know well and you know um, in episode 7 when they do some nights though that was the that intention to big that's group a- number that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. So um, I do want to give a shout out to Finn because I would complain a lot about Finn in earlier seasons. And um, most improved award goes to Finn. I think he sounds <laughs> fantastic in this season. And I'm yes. kind of blown away whenever I hear him singing in the season. He doesn't sing he a doesn't whole lot. Songs, too. Because they gave him, they gave Don't Dream It's Over. Mm-hmm. They gave him. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, there was "Don't Speak" and "Barely Breathing" in the mm-hmm. breakup. Um, and what I mean, you know, Finn and Blaine getting a duet. Yeah, that never yeah. happened until now. 
Um, it, unless you count graduation CD. Yeah. But on screen, uh-huh. they get a duet. But yeah, I mean, on- and he doesn't, I think there's only one Finchel duet in this entire season. And it's not even that bad. Which is the uh, We've Got Tonight, which you guys talked about. It's not even really a duet, per se, because everybody else comes in in the middle. Yeah. Um, so They don't get the whole song. They only get the first part of it. Yeah. Um, I also think Santana got a lot more solos this year. She um, did. She did. She got some really great solos for her. I think, uh, I think they made a lot better use of Naya Rivera's voice. Because mm-hmm. they gave her some, some really different songs. I mean, she had Nutbush City Limits. Yeah. Which is not a song I would have ever thought we'd see on the show. Yeah. And, um, and this girl is on fire oh, and cold hearted. And... Yeah. So she got some really great stuff. I, Tina finally got some solos. Um, oh, Tina. Her uh, her version of Hung Up, it's Hung Up is the name yep. of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's so good. Like, I love that song. Yeah. It was such a good choice for her, too. Yeah. The only one that got a little bit more that I'm like, eh, maybe they shouldn't have done that was Britney because she's really not a vocalist. So when they get her singing and they paired her because she was dating Sam at the time, they paired her a lot with uh, Sam. And I'm not sure those were the strongest songs vocally that like you could. Yeah, I don't know. I just some of those didn't I work for me. But the same way to a point. I mean. She's never been their strongest vocalist, but we, you know, we know she's not. Yeah. I've you always know? found that I enjoy Britney more as a garnish than as a main dish. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. I don't mind her voice, but I wouldn't watch her sing solo after solo either. Yeah. She's a great um, dancer. Mm-hmm. Not so much vocalist, not so much actress, but she's a great dancer. They, uh... They should have just let her stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was, um, you know, like we said, Rachel doesn't have very many solos. And the nice thing about that was that when she did get a solo, she's got some really good stuff. I mean, her version of Oh, Holy Night, I think is gorgeous. Um, her duet with herself on Torn, I think is just fun. Um, I don't know. I didn't I'm... feel like there was Rachel vocal overload in right. this season. So when I so when she came on with the song, it struck me the way that it was supposed to strike me. I felt like I needed to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. And and she, you know, um, she had a lot of really interesting song choices too. I mean, and and this is one I really didn't feel like it worked, and most people will probably agree. But I mean, they had creep. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was the bring him home du- duet loosely with is, is it a duet or a mashup when they do that split screen and flip back and forth between the two characters to sing I mean that's a duet okay which song was it again I'm sorry bring him home it's, it's the um, oh bring him home I mean uh, it's, yeah. not even, it's like concurrent singing it's just yeah <laughs> I mean, they released the, the versions they did the midnight. That, that. What, uh, what was it? Midnight. The midnight uh, madness. Is it madness? Yeah. I wanted to say that, and then I was like, "That's not right." I think it's so madness. Is that, the, is that the only Hummelberry duet of the season? Now that I, I think, think so. I think it is. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Well, again, and, and in a sense, you could say that musically there was a disconnect between Kurt and Rachel also. There, yeah, there really was. I mean, that, that being their only duet, and it was, you know, a, a, hall, a call back to season one where it was like, I almost said holler back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been <laughs> fun on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it? See, the Cheerios yeah. missed out. They should have done that. Um, it would have been fun. Yeah. It would have been fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, a callback to season one where they were kind of antagonistic towards each other. And, you know, you have that and then that's it. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking through this list and I'm like, yeah, no, I guess that's that's But Kurt. And we'll get into the Blaine and Kurt stuff in a little bit. They have, you know, they have very much stuff for their individual storylines. And as much as Kurt and Rachel are tied up in each other, they're really no, they're they're very distant musically. That's and that's interesting because in season three they were very much in sync musically. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm really sad about though? We never got a Kurt and Santana duet. Sad. It would have been interesting. Ooh, Just I, I would have liked it. So. I okay. Seen in Santana duet too. So what do I? You know. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of going to quickly go through these because I think it's interesting to go a little chronologically. Um, the one thing that I that's really stood out to me um, is that there is a distinct difference between the first half of the season and the second half of the season in that the first half of the season doesn't have, except for the Greece and except for Brittany, um, they don't really have um, uh, thematic issue or thematic um, episodes the way the second half does. I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, I wonder if they just decided to start writing things back the way they used to, because everything was always very thematic in the first three seasons. And they kind of went away with that a little bit, or they did themes in a different way. For example, like in the new Rachel, you have solos by Rachel and Marley and Blaine, and which is kind of highlighting the new Rachel characters. And then you have group songs that kind of incorporate everyone and I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting. It's not like musically thematic, but um, like as in the music all connects because they don't. But who is singing and why connects? I just always thought that the themes were always a Ryan Murphy theme thing. And whenever he gets distracted by a new property, which at this point it was what American Horror Story, yeah. um, they taper off until he yeah. decides that he wants to do an episode based on orange so yeah. <laughs> well but i still think the first half of the season has some really strong music in it um, oh I'm not, so. I'm not saying it doesn't have strong music i'm saying that the the themed episodes taper off whenever he gets distracted with something new and shiny and when he realizes oh shit i should pay attention to glee again it's like so we're going to have an episode based on the color orange because clea you're my favorite <laughs> if anybody has seen the new normal that's where yep. it's from. I love the normal. <laughs> Why is it not on Netflix or Hulu? I don't know. I don't you can probably still get it on iTunes, though. I don't want to pay uh, for it. I already I'm, pay for Netflix and Hulu. Just put it on there. Um, I'm pointing at it like Cooper. There. It's Megatron. There. 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 
Anyway. Oh, um, Blaine, you're not pointing. <laughs> Point over there. <laughs> oh, I am pointing. <laughs> I um, only learned to walk three years ago. Uh, so, getting back to the music of this season. Um, oh, fine, we're back on topic. Jeez. Well, we're on a time limit this time, so i got to be... Um, let's talk about the Britney stuff. Uh, what did you guys think? Cause I actually like this Britney. Um, uh, I like this Britney music better than the first or the first time around. However, it like- is probably the most stuffed with music that necessarily didn't necessarily need to be stuffed with, but I un- ironically enjoy Britney Spears. And so anytime we get a chance to enjoy some Britney Spears, I am 100% for it. Oh. I like the music. I, I I mean, I have issues with the plot of that episode. Oh, I don't even remember what the plot was. I just yeah, really we don't even need to talk about plot. <laughs> going down Britney's down spiral. It was art imitating life, imitating art. I don't know. Whatever. But, uh, I just really like the version of Womanizer they did. Yeah. Well, I'm like, but I hate that. You know, Jarley. We're what are we? Two episodes in? Three episodes in? What's the second? said wasn't it and they've already got this big romantic ballad going on i'm like you barely know each other's names well this is going to be a theme with all the jarley it's glee though is that they get i mean come on they knew each other for two episodes that's way more time than they usually give characters (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know i mean yeah i'm i'm not interested in it and uh, jarley is my least favorite. I mean, that whole love triangle thing gets on my nerves, but um, I don't know. I'm just like, it's, I I don't know. It's it's not any different. I don't know. I have an issue with, with the matchup they did anyway, because I don't feel like it quite works. Oh, really? The Aerosmith, it's, it's uh, crazy and you drive me crazy. Yeah. It's close, but it doesn't quite, I don't know. It it could work if they tweaked it a little bit, I think, but it didn't quite work for me. And then with them on it, it's like it doesn't work with them on it. I will say I have to, I cannot believe I cannot believe I'm going to say this because uh, and I think most people know that I'm not a big Britney Spears fan. I'm nothing against the actress or the uh, artist. I, we I'm know. Just not into her music. We just think but, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I, but I also I don't like Justin Bieber at all. Um, but, um, I really enjoy Artie and Plain singing, uh, boy, boys and boyfriend mashup. Okay. And see, and that's, that's the completely opposite of what I was saying. So, whereas, um, crazy driving crazy doesn't really work for me. Boy's boyfriend actually really worked as like, a like just, even if you forget who's singing it for a minute, the actual way the song was pieced together that is an arrangement works so much better for me than, than crazy. You drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so going on, let's talk about the breakup. Um, I think so this episode. Cool. Yeah. Just for like five <laughs> seconds. We're just going to talk about the music. We're going to talk about the plot. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm break up with you. Um, uh-huh. You're you totally going to do that. We totally hear that. I thought I cut your contracts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, okay. The, it is. But okay, let me phrase it this way. One reason this breakup episode is so hard to watch and reason, you know, you don't want to go back to it. This music is incredibly effective. And I think this is 
perhaps one of the most effective musically episodes of the entire series. That all of these I, songs are heart wrenching and well done, and uh, you yeah, know, to say a lot about the characters. They're that good. I don't disagree with you. I just fall in the camp of I loved the song Don't Speak because I was a huge No Doubt fan back when Tragic Kingdom was new. new. Um, And so the idea that they have put Don't Speak on there that I now have to watch them in their sad breakup faces (laughs) as opposed to just the sad band breakup faces in the music video is horrible. Yeah, but effective. That's my, yes, it's effective. It worked well for the narrative. It was incredibly performed. Everybody is talented. I get it. It just made me sad, and I don't like being sad. <laughs> and I'm, well, that's how Sue sees it. And this is, you know, we can come back to this if you want to when we kind of talk more about Kurt and Blaine specific, but I want to mention it because it's in this episode. This is the first of two performances that Blaine slash Darren does that yeah. are live yep. performances. And so the, yeah. he does this one live and then he uh, what? Oh, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, and then she, she's just does, not used to that um, sound. It's like, wait, Pam's agreeing? <laughs> well, it's a fact. <laughs> Darren performed this live is a fact, so I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So he did this one live, and then he did um, against all odds. Thank you. I was just listening to that earlier today, and I cannot believe that I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, So he did against all odds live version. I don't want to be sad. Oh, but yeah, it's it's (laughs) It's so angsty. It's understand angsty. I understand that he performed it very well. I understand that it's in great service to the plot. I understand that it does what it's supposed to do, which is to both make me sad and heart wrenching. I don't like to be sad. (laughs) I like the first teenage dream where he's in gay Hogwarts and Kurt is in love and they're doo wopping with their, you know, be blazered friends, and I like that one. I want well, to be in Gay Hogwarts with my blazered friends. About two bars in, I just want to stop his hands and go, no, sweetie, no. <laughs> stop. Just stop <laughs> and go have a conversation because this ain't going to end well for you. <laughs> Which okay, is well, testament move. to how well he did that. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, here we are four seasons into the show and we're, you know, three, four episodes in, and suddenly they're letting him do live performances. Well, because... Hashtag stop making Arby sad. Stop making Arby sad. Arby! Me! Arby! Me! Arby! <laughs> <laughs> said I'm like, what does Arby have to do with anything? <laughs> he has nothing to do with anything. Me! Stop making me sad! <laughs> Okay, no more making RBs. Well, let's talk about. I'm gonna. I'm trying to move it on. Um, the two uh, Grease episodes, "Roll You Were Born to Play" and "Glees." And this. Okay, so here's what I think is really super interesting about these episodes. On the one hand, you've got all of the Grease episodes, and then on the other hand, everything that's left is a lot of it's audition for the the Grease episodes. But a lot of these songs are really trying to give you insights as to who the characters are. Um, like, you know, it's the mashup with Blow Me When and Kiss with Unique and Marley and, uh, you know, how Unique is trying to help Marley come out of her shell. And then there's Everybody Talks with 
Kitty and um, Jake, who, it, you know, they're the popular kids and they're, you know, more promiscuous and everything like that. Then there's the whole born to hand jive thing, which is kind of hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just think it like, again, it's not I mean, yes, we have this Grease theme, but and then but we have all of these songs that are meant to be character studies as well and I just think that's really kind of cool I mean well, even the three songs are character studies because you have to um, Blaine doing hopelessly devoted as his audition piece yep yep and then um, you have look at me I'm Sandra D for Marley who you know and then the Rizzo one um, where it relates to Santana and Unique at the same time so I just even though and you know I'm not a fan of these particular episodes the music in here is really really well done um, I don't know. No. N- no yeah, comment. it's fine. <laughs> I just, I just don't like Greece, and so oh, while I don't I, either. I'm sorry. While wait a minute. I can say, can say that, that you they don't did like the songs Greece? well, I don't like the songs. So. I don't see, and it's funny because I actually I like the songs of Greece. I just don't like the musical. I mean, like, what happens in the plot, I don't like it. You're both wrong. I understand this. I understand, too, because I've been fighting everybody all season, or the beginning of the season, because, um, yeah, I was told I was wrong multiple times. I'm willing to sit here in my wrongness. I have no shame. (laughs) I embrace, I wear it like, I wear it like a Dalton blazer. Grease is fantastic and absurd, and it's on purpose. And RB is someone who likes ridiculous, horribly, but fantastically awesome, made-for-TV movies. I do. You respect that. I do. I might have watched, like, six hours of, uh, of, ma- of Hallmark Christmas movies when I was uh, unpacking uh, some of my moving <laughs> boxes. And... I have no shame about that. I watched a girl become a princess. I watched somebody uh, suddenly own a Christmas tree farm. I watched somebody uh, come back to their hometown and and decide to be a competitive ice sculptor. Like after, she's like, mom, I'm no longer going to be a lawyer. Even though I went through all the trouble of going to law school and passing the bar, I've decided that... What really gives me joy is going to be a professional ice sculptor. And I'm just sitting going, the fuck is wrong with you? That is not a way you can make your job. You cannot make money doing that. You do not own your house. How are you going to pay your rent? This is, is a very foolish Hallmark. But it's not as good as the other I'm going to be a competitive ice sculptor movie that they did last year, where it was just a hobby for her and then led to a job at a hotel cooking. Not being a competitive ice sculptor. It's like you can have a hobby. You know, it's one of the same issues that I have with Glee in general by it saying that the only way you can pursue the arts is if you pursue it as a career. You can pursue it as a hobby. The same way that you can pursue ice sculpting as a hobby, it doesn't have to be your full-time job. You know, I give you points for turning that back around. I know. Aren't you impressed? I know. I am. But anyway. um... We're fine with the topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the one last thing I wanted to say about the Grease stuff, though, is that I really liked, um, this kind of threw me, I guess they do have two duets, sort of, um, that the, um, what song is it? Um, 
you're the one that I want. It starts out with Marley and Jay, uh, Marley and Ryder. And then when oh. Rachel and um, Finn come in and I'm just blown away at how good they sound comparatively. I'm like, damn, they sound, they just, they, wow. And Corey has gotten so much better. And I was just like, I don't know. I just, I like that. I mean, after like doing it like five times on the show, <laughs> it, it, they actually do it and it actually sounds good. So, um, and then we get into dynamic duets, which is a lot of Blaine stuff that I will save for later. But most more so, again, a lot of the stuff is character stuff. A lot of the duets in here, you know, between Jake and Ryder and between Kitty and Marley are about, you know, character development. And then, of course, you know, you get Sam and Blaine singing. I think this is their first duet together. And yeah. um, they sound really great. Yeah. And, and then, um, actually, I believe some nights is the first time there is an actual, yeah, yes, full-on ending group number with the whole group. It and, is. And, and yeah. I, love the, I love the full full cast ending numbers. I love Me them. Too. Because usually they are really well done. Everybody gets a moment in the sun. And they usually all have on cute coordinating outfits. They do, I and this like is it. intentionally supposed to be a throwback to "Don't Stop Believing," and this is when you know, in the part of the season when they really gel as a, a team, and this is kind of, you know, you can see the story arc, and you can kind of see the story arc musically as well. I, I think that's really fascinating now that I look at it. So, um, yeah. Um, then that goes all into, and then of course it makes sense that the next song, next one would be Thanksgiving. Um, I, I have to say, I want to throw out there with Thanksgiving. One of my favorite kind of smaller group numbers, I, I think, is Homeward Bound Home Mashup, which is all I of the old characters uh, coming back. And I just, um, oh, go ahead, um, Kitty. They harmonize on that song. Yeah. It's so pretty. Yep. They do a really good job. Yes, they did. So I'm just impressed that they did that um, just so well. So, oh, and then shout out, um, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if you watched this episode or even heard this, but this is where they, they did sectionals and um, they gave the warblers a bunch of stuff because the new directions was only getting one, Um, but they did whistle and it just cracks me up. Nice to know that suddenly all the warblers are singing songs about things. Yeah. Yeah. They got a little down and dirty this this that season. They did, but I mean, the unfortunate thing though, it didn't sound like the Warblers. I think they sound so auto tuned at this point that it takes away from that lovely acapella feel that they had in season two. So, well, in season two, they were being done by the Whippoos. Yeah. And they quit doing that probably because it cost them. It, was, it wasn't the Whippoos. It was the Beelzebubs, wasn't it? I'm sorry, you're right. It was the Beelzebubs. Yeah. Um, Why do I think Whiff and Poof? Because it's a fun know. name. Who doesn't love the name Whiff and Poof? <laughs> um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, with all of, usually with the, there's only two competition episodes this year. And with this one, New Directions That's only gets you, one song. Oh, I hate it. I know. It's awful. We talked a lot about it when we were on, when we did the, this episode. Yeah. Um, but Gangnam Style was not, was one of the ones this season that I was like, no, they shouldn't. Is it that. wrong that I find that one amusing? Because no. I do. <laughs> I find it amusing too. I probably shouldn't though. 
I mean, I I find I don't think it's great, but I find it entertaining. And well, that's good. You know, makes mm. me chuckle. Um, the other thing. Okay, so then we get into Swan Song, which is kind of the second half, and this is this is also very interesting to me now that I look at it because. This is the first time Rachel gets real solos again. This is the first time they kind of bring back um, Broadway numbers. This is the first time Kurt gets a solo. And this is the, you know, the Don't Dream It's Over, um, which is a fantastic. Only song that happens in Lima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because Sleek so. Club is, quote-unquote, you know, disbanded or whatever. Yep. No, actually, and, though, um, um, Brittany and Sam sing something stupid, though. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But. Is, this, is this the one where she eats the Cheerios off the floor? Yeah. Oi. But for the mo- I mean, with the exception of that one, though. I mean, it was not bad, but it wasn't, I don't know, it's not one of my favorites. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. And then all of that kind of leads into Glee, actually. Um so what do you guys think of the Christmas music this year? We've got, let me name off the Christmas music. We've got um, Feliz Navidad. We've got White Christmas, Oh Hanukkah, Jingle Bell Rock, The First Noel. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I actually think they picked some good song choices. Cause yeah, first, I do too. They they picked a Hanukkah song. Which, which I, lo- I love I the love female version song. of Oh Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And now I have that in my head. Yeah, I love their song. I love love that they chose to include it because they didn't have to. They never, Mm -hmm. they didn't do it in the previous years when they did the Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. So I love that they chose to include that. Somebody remembered that Puck and Jake are Jewish. No one can ever remember (laughs) that Rachel is Jewish, but at least they haven't forgotten that Puck and Jake are Jewish. Yeah. And then, I also really love Jesus Bell Rock. I, I love yeah. that song anyway, and well, I thought that Sam did a really good job with it. He did, yep. and I also thought that um, Artie's doing Feliz Navidad yep. was absolutely hysterical. Yep. Mostly yep. because they're all <laughs> staring at him with horrified faces, and uh, and I just, I gotta admit, I miss the background people just staring at everyone, looking at him like horrified, they're like, is this really happening? <laughs> I do kind of miss them doing songs that are just wrong and terrible and everybody acknowledges that they're terrible. And so his version of Feliz Navidad really brought me back to some of the other times that they've done that. And it's one of my favorite things that they did early on and then it kind of tapered off. So I was really happy to have that sort of incident again. Yes. White Christmas? Yes, White Christmas. That was perfect. We could talk more about that during the claim stuff. Yeah. Well, we um, talked about, I mean, the only not perfect part of that was the fact that they didn't show them very much during the more of the skaters, but musically, it was perfect. Um, I always like Marley's first new world. Filming that scene, you would have thought there would be more to it. Oh, I know. That was the um, longest one and a half minutes. Of TV, <laughs> I know. It's been like seventeen hours. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris fell down a lot. <laughs> I mean, we were all dead by the end of the weekend, and we weren't even there. 
We were all dead. Just dead. dead. Um, but yeah, I liked Marley's first Noel as well. And then I liked the whole yeah. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas has everybody on it and it's gorgeous. I and really enjoyed that. It was nice where you got that group number feel, even though they all weren't in the same place. Right, exactly. So, jumping back into this, we were talking about the second half of the season. Um, and it's kind of interesting, looking at Sadie Hawkins and Naked, um, neither of these are really thematic, and neither of them have songs that really have to do with each other. <laughs> um, the couple of stuff, I, and, and Sadie Hawkins, it was mostly because of a dance. And I think other than prom, this is the only time they actually have a school dance in the show, which I think is funny, now that I think of it, because... You know, high schools have school dances, but a leaf falls off a tree, and we have a dance about it. Yeah. <laughs> However, it falls into the trap of—I mean, they're not bad or anything, but it's like sometimes just having songs for the sake of having songs and watching other people That's... dance is not really that entertaining. And, and I don't—I was, I was thinking you guys were there. Episode of the songs that were in it because I do like that they kind of. Um, did songs where they they flipped flipped the gender for lack of a better phrase because I'm sure there's a better way to put that but you know the girls sing Locked Out of Heaven mm-hmm. and the boys sing No Scrubs, sing scrubs. and uh, I, I really liked that mm-hmm. yeah. that was uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking at Naked though there's not really any kind of thematic anything going on here but Oh, well. Okay, we talked about Tor a little bit and how I like Rachel's duet with herself. Well, and the other nice thing about Naked is, aside from, you know, she does have the duet with herself, which according according to Kurt is, or no, I'm sorry, was it Santana who said it was vocal masturbation? Mm-hmm. That, yep, which is, Santana. Yep. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, the song that... It's a love song at the end was... Mm-hmm chosen specifically because Sarah Barella said that they told her she needed a love song for her album so she said I'm not writing you a love song and wrote yeah. love song which is all about not writing one and, and had to do with her not choosing not to nudity basically mm-hmm. so is RB still RB are you still there yeah oh okay you just were really quiet well I didn't have anything to add which is fine I just was like oh. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were not away. <laughs> no, I didn't run away. I'm here. I, I okay. don't have anything to add. It's fine. No, that's totally fine. That's really fine. I just like didn't hear even breathing or anything, so I was like, okay. I just wanted to make sure you're there. Okay, and then, <laughs> but um, Naked also ends with um, one of my favorite group numbers. Um, this is the new year, where yes, yeah. I absolutely love that song, mm-hmm. and they wrote it for Glee. Yep, they did. It was fun. It's a great, great one. Um, Diva has a lot of Diva-ish songs, kind of. I don't know. Not really, now that I look at this list. But... They're not really Diva-ish songs. No, they're not, really. I mean, the Madonna one is definitely. And Yeah, but if I was going to pick a Diva-esque <laughs> Madonna song, I wouldn't pick Hung Up. No. That's true. Interesting. I mean, I, you know... Do something from the Vogue era. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Probably because they did all of that and powered Madonna, so they really didn't have a whole lot to go do. But true. <laughs> Um, I do, we talked about when we did the, uh, I do podcast, but it's all of the romantic songs, which I think work really well. Um, and I mean, even Emma gets a really great song there and yeah, just a lot of really nice romantic songs in here or like, and then anything can, anything can happen. Um, the next really big thematic one though, is girls and boys on film with all of the movie music. And I think that was a big part of that podcast that we talked about that too. Um, we did. It's such a big part of the podcast, but I, and it's kind of fun. This was originally going to be the Moulin Rouge one. I think we talked about that too, that we thought it was going to be the Moulin Rouge episode and they changed it to be movie music. And um, Well, it has two Moulin Rouge songs in there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they were originally going to be all Moulin Rouge. And then for whatever reason, I'm still not entirely sure we figured out why they changed yeah, it. I don't remember. I, I don't. And, yeah. um, so, but they left the two Moulin Rouge numbers in it because the whole thing was based on fandom. Basically, bribed Ryan Murphy into letting Kurt and Blaine do Come What May, and then they're like, "Oh, we'll do a Moulin Rouge episode," and then somehow that just became movie music. So, yep, and they kept two of the songs because we talked about, and I actually looked this up, and this is true according to glee wikipedia um is that how to be a heartbreaker was originally supposed to be el tango de, de roxanne and that's yes. why they're all tangoing during it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes a lot more sense yeah but then in, we've got feud and you've got um this is our the, it's interesting that the boys and girls mashups um happen this late in the season because usually happens early in the season but it's this year it's in the past god never mind i'm really let me start over again because i just (laughs) mixed about five different things up (laughs) i knew what you were trying to say though isn't that sad (laughs) it wasn't even cute either it's in um in girls and boys on film they do the boys and the girls mashups which usually take place earlier in the season and this they waited so long in it and to do it so but then in feud, they have all mashups, which I think is interesting, and all feuding artists. And I, I, I don't know. I think that happened. It, it turned out pretty well for the most part. I, I just think it's, it was an interesting theme to go with. And I have to admit that I really enjoyed the In Sync and Backstreet Boys one. It was really good, it just is- because that that took me back to a simpler time. Oh. Boy. Uh, Bye, 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 bye. I, I, just, you, I love it. I love think it. they really got the hang of doing mashups this year. They they really have a lot of very good mashups. Though I think throughout, for the most part, I would say about 80% of their mashups are usually pretty good. So, um, Guilty Pleasures, of course. We talked at length and Guilty Pleasures about Guilty Pleasure songs, even though I don't think any of these are really... I mean, maybe the Cabana, but... Um, they're fun. Um, yeah. Fun songs. Yeah. Um, song, I think. Hmm? What, Kitty? Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Not. I just like it. Oh, oh I not like Mamma Mia. It's Mamma Mia. I love the whole musical, the whole ridiculousness. It's Mamma Mia. It's I know. Mama it's Mia. a delight. I don't know. I decided to sing Bohemian Rhapsody, but... 
I've been cheated by you since I don't know when. So I made up my mind. It must come to an end. I will sing the whole damn libretto. <laughs> well, you know, I'm very sick. You don't want me to sing anything, so I'm not joining in. <laughs> or I would. How will I ever learn? I don't know how. Nice thing about I finally lose control. Yeah. RB, so yes. When I when we get to to the you know thematic um, episodes and I need a new intro, I'll just have you sing all the songs. I'll have you sing a medley, I feel like and you that's can be my intro. An option. <laughs> and should I be called up for that, I would accept the challenge gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> just um, so- look and I can hear a bell ring. Da, 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 One da, 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 more look and I, I forget everything. Whoa, whoa, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Here I go again. Oh. All right. So before we get the whole song in there, <laughs> um, the next three shooting star, Sweet Dreams and Lights Out. Um, star barely so, had any songs in it. Well, purposely so, though, because of the subject material. Yeah. I, I think this is also, there's not really. Uh, I mean, Lights Out tries to do acoustic music, and I, for the most part, their songs are fine, and, and except for the ridiculously long at the ballet. But um, well, but kind that of, was a whole other issue. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think because of the stuff with Corey and the kind of the change and how they wanted the season, I think that these songs. Time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not. I mean, it's just kind of stuff put in there because they needed stuff in there, and. You know, I don't know. Um, then we get the Stevie Wonderful episode, which is wonderful. And it brings back Mercedes and then lets her shine a little bit. And all of, I just love this the music of Wonderful. I think it's great. Because Stevie Wonder is awesome. Yeah, it was. However, I still object to the fact that any of those kids know who Stevie Wonder is. Why wouldn't they know who Stevie yeah, Wonder is? Everybody knows he's who Stevie Wonder is. He's not a real is. contemporary. He's not someone they would normally hear on Top 40 Radio. So unless their parents are listening to, like, light rock uh, of the 80s and 90s. Yeah, you think Carol doesn't listen him, to light they rock? Know, they're not going to know a whole lot about him. Look, so, like, one of the when, most popular, one of, like, the station in the town that I grew up was the hits of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. I mean... <laughs> It was. It would totally be on the radio that their parents would be listening to in the car, or Maybe, cleaning or something. It just seemed like like Ryder was way too excited for Stevie Wonder. I mean, are you saying that you don't enjoy any artists that are out of your generation? Oh no, I totally do. I'm. A, I love the Beatles. <laughs> so sounds a little pot calling the kettle black. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing stones and glasses. I'm going to go into corner and think about what I've done. I, now, to I be fair, you go put your I nose mean, in the corner. I, what? You, know, and I, you put your nose in the corner. I mean, uh, come on, Kitty. I am a fan of like Liszt and Chopin, and they were huge hitters of the 19th century. So, like, you well, can fine. listen to stuff. Okay, <laughs> that was the biggest humble brag I have heard on this podcast. <laughs> Look, I totally understand what it's like to enjoy artists that are outside of your generation. I'm a really big fan of Liszt and Chopin. 
Um, but I enjoyed them before they were cool for the second time. Uh You're also going to go have to stand and put your nose in the corner and think about what you've just done. I I was just trying just to show. Think, I think that, that it's Beethoven or Bust. <laughs> like you the let's... Backstreet Boys of <laughs> classical music. Hey, and you you have not rocked out until you rocked out to Bach. <laughs> so when I uh, when I was taking piano lessons, one of my one of the jokes that my piano teacher used to. Um, have on her voicemail was that she would be Bach in an hour, but often Bach later. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fun. Uh-huh. Fun. We had, we had one that was um, the joke was always be sharp and never be flat. No, sometimes be sharp, never be flat, always be natural. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. words slip by, guys. It's true. Um, I hope so- everybody's feeling inspired right now. <laughs> Reaching the end of the season um, is an, a good time to um, talk about Marley's original music. Uh, uh, <laughs> which yeah, that's something to talk about. <laughs> you okay. know, so the show. So throughout season one and most of season two, a lot of the feedback that they got was do original songs. And Which then they I did just want to take everybody song. who made that suggestion and put them on an island that is slowly breaking away from the continent and sailing out to sea. Now, you know, I mean, Loser Like Me and Get It Right weren't horrible. Yeah, but that's as good as you can say, but it's like, well, you didn't make me want to claw my eyes out, so... Hey, Marley is going to be a fantastic composer for Disney um, uh, Disney sequel animated movie. films or things that come out on the Disney Channel. <laughs> is it going to be something that's sung by whatever is this generation's Haley Duff? Probably. Probably. Hillary Duff? Whatever, whatever the Duff one was that was on the Disney Channel. Yes. Probably. She'll be the it next Hannah Montana. For, uh, oh my gosh. It worked for High School Musical. <laughs> you know, I've never actually seen High School Musical. I you have in the play it. format because my brother's school it did it like as a play. It because it's awful, but it's great. Yeah, that's what I have gotten from seeing clips of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised they never did a High School Musical song. <laughs> they probably At least did parody. Oh, probably not. Yeah, because they only did one Disney song the entire show or series. And that was because, uh, and I think they really had to push for that because Disney was not letting that door open. No, and I think probably just because, you know, Adina Menzel sang it and Adina Menzel was Rachel's mom on the show. And I'm like, they probably really pitched that. So, but anyway, that's a later season, this season. Um Kind of looking at this back half, it is not character-driven as much, but there are more thematic stuff going on, and it still doesn't mean that it's not entertaining. There's a lot of entertaining stuff back here. So um, I I do want to touch upon um, the Kurt and Blaine and Clayne stuff a little bit. 
Um, let's talk about Blade and the fact that he sings in almost every episode of this whole series. Uh, no, God, of the season. I need to, like, take cold medication. Well, he was their money-making little jukebox. I know. See, that's the thing. I hate to call him that, but, I mean, yeah. in some ways he was. You know, but at the same time, song and it's gonna sell. So it is. But at the same time, he's got so many great things that count into his character. I mean, we've got it's time. We've got um, well, the stuff in the breakup. Here. We've got all the Glee stuff. We've got the dynamic duets. Um, um, when, when you think oh, about it, from dark side. season four to season three, mm-hmm. in season three, it really felt like he was singing just to sing. Right. And season four. Yeah, he sang a lot, but a lot of what he sang really directly impacted his plots. Exactly. And actually, it's interesting because he has all of these solos in the first half of the season. And then in the second half, he doesn't have so many, you know, he doesn't really, he has a lot of duets. I mean, he's got Shout with Brittany and a bunch of stuff with Kurt. And he's got his one diva number. Once they kind of got Kurt and Blaine into this place where they were slowly working their way back to each other, he didn't have to sing his feelings quite so much. Mm-hmm. So there were there was a little less of that going on versus the beginning of the season where, where they were basically letting him emote through song. But he's got so many great, it's interesting, he's got so many great duets. I wish I had printed out the Blaine list, too, because he's got one with Artie, he's got one with Finn, he's got one with Brittany, he's got one with Sue, um, he's got one with Marley, he's got, you know, a bunch of, you know, group songs. I mean, though, the group songs did a really good job of, like, playing up everybody's voices um, with Sam, and then, of course, the ones with Kurt. Um, he was like the all-star MVP of the season. And I think it's, you know, a lot of people complain that it's at the expense of other people, but I don't really think it was. I mean, yeah, and I, I, I know that Kurt doesn't have as many, but um, I, I just, Darren has a fantastic voice. His presence on the show was amazing and his story really came through this season. So I just have nothing to, but good things to say about how he was utilized this season. So, yeah, I think they did good with him they 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 found a lot more purpose for his his character and as you know as much as i hate to break up i mean we still got a lot of really good songs out of it for him and a lot of good plot for the two characters mm-hmm. yep what do you think rb i think that blaine is a delightful muffin and that anytime he wants to sing, I am pro it because he is a delightful muffin. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I just, even though there was some, you know, sad singing, and we all know how I feel about sad singing, um, it's terrible. Stop sad singing. Stop making all these, stop making all these characters that I love sad. Um, <laughs> His version of It's Time is one of my favorite things that Glee did. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. My son loves, absolutely loves that song. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a song that um, my niece and I would listen to every time we listened to it, or every time I would come over and visit her. And at the end, she knew that Kurt and Blaine hugged. So it was, you know, she'd listen, she'd jump around, and at the end, she'd give Aunt Pammy a hug because Aww. you hug at the end of it. Yeah. That's adorable. That's so sweet. 
So, but yes, it's it's one of my favorite um, Blaine songs that they did, and so my muffin can do no wrong. Okay, so let's talk about Kurt, who got considerably less. Um, but he got considerably less of every, any, everything, unfortunately, but his, some of his stuff was really pretty strong too. Unfortunately, it's not as much of a arc in here as the way Blaine's is or the way Kurtz was in previous seasons, but, um, bring, um, bring, bring him home was great, but the being live was a staple of the season. And I, I think, yeah, I really think that was a a moment where we finally get feel what he was feeling yeah see and i know that i am in the minority with this i thought that his version of being alive was fine like it wasn't something that i would go back and listen to multiple times um Mm -hmm. i enjoy being alive i feel like in the in the canon it's been performed by some really strong singers. And so the comparison of it, I think leaves Chris Colfer wanting, um, but it was fine. It was nice. See, and I kind of feel I, that I, way I'm just about not um, as, as huge of a fan of his performance of it that I know that a lot of people are. Oh, well, to be fair, I don't have like, I have not heard a lot of people do it. So I, mean, I, I don't have that comparison. It's one of those theater staples that anytime you have somebody doing a review, nine times out of ten, the guy's being gonna, a live company. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's one that gets overplayed. Yeah. There's well, a reason why that uh, they crack that joke about how she always hears X numbers like this song, this song, and being alive from company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of funny that they did it, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I I still think for the moment, for it being a part of Kurt's journey this season, um, I don't know. I really like it. I, I kind of feel that the way you do about the song um, about bring him home. Actually, that one I'm kind of like, well, they could have done. I don't know. That's but that's just me. But um, yeah. And then his other one solo was um, you are the sunshine of my life, and that was kind of fun. That one was fun. It was cute and yeah. adorable. And all right, um, I, 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 I don't. I feel like they have it. That song is the key is too low for him. Is maybe what I'm thinking. Hmm. See, now this I is the first know. time he's it's been so, singing boy songs. So it's, it's um, not. It's not that. Like, like it's not that he can't do it. I just think that maybe if it was like a just a smidge up, it, I don't know. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is about that. It's not bad. It's just like it's okay. And I usually am, am more wowed by his performances. So I don't know. Maybe I'm. Or maybe I think. I wonder if it's because it's a straight up like poppy song. Usually his solos are very grounded in some kind of emotion. And this one is a little, it was a little bit more lighthearted. And then the arrangement of the song, just by the virtue of what the song is, is a little bit, I don't know, sillier. So it feels just different to me. I don't, anyway, know. Than I don't, I don't feel like Kurt had as many wow musical moments in this season as he has in previous. Like none no. of them were Blackbird. Or mm-hmm. as if, as if he never said goodbye. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. 
Well, no, I mean, or defying gravity. I mean, I. The season was fine for Kurt, but it wasn't. It didn't have the the standout moments that I for me, um, since I am fully aware that I am in the vast minority for being alive. (laughs) However. Can we all agree? I mean, RB, if you disagree, that's fine. I, I, whatever, but, <laughs> I, I love um, it how now we have to categorize. It's like, caveat, RB may disagree with this. <laughs> uh, let's have a kiki. Yes. Yeah. You hated I hate it? so much. I love it. I, I absolutely it just love makes me it. laugh so much. It just cracked me up. Oh, my God. I want to stab everybody in that scene. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> What did you do? Just hate the song, or do you just the, what it was going on, or the turkey lurkey timer? Uh, the entire, the whole musical number grates on every last nerve. That oh. I just I want to like take a fire hose and just clean out the apartment. Oh, wow! <laughs> you want to have <laughs> any kikis at our bee's house? Then no, we are not going to be having any kikis at my house. That just makes me laugh every time I, like, I don't know. It just, the song makes me laugh. So, yes, we do need to put the caveat here that RB is <laughs> Why going to be the sad sack who's like, no, this is not great. And everybody else is like, we're having a blast. Fine, we'll talk about clean then. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> let's talk about breakup again. For calming all your nerves, RB, you sound a little wound up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hold on. <coughs> okay. Um, well, looking <coughs> on to clean then, um, we've got the stuff with Finchel and the breakup. We've got, um, and then you don't really have anything until white Christmas and, um, just can't get enough and, um, and come what may, which isn't really an arc either, but I don't know. Now, I know this is an unpopular opinion. I love Just Can't Get Enough. I, I, it's, I like it. Is that unpopular? Because I, I thought it was fun. Oh, I just oh. like... Some people, they just think it's too repetitive. And what, I just love it. I will just sit and listen to it on repeat. I love it. It just gets it's me energized ridiculous. and want to go. And... They're ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Like, they very, they very rarely get to, like, be ridiculous like that. When was the last time that they really got... To have fun like that. Season two when they were singing um Animal. Oh my god, I Animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I not anything tonight. I swear. <laughs> I, I love their version of Animal <laughs> with Kurt trying to be sexy and rubbing up yeah, on himself. Exactly. Uh, in the foam. <laughs> when when that first came out and I played it all the time and uh I'd play it in the car and then my son would go, Mom, I want to hear the oh oh I want some more song. <laughs> See, and that's what I, like, this one is just fun and ridiculous, and you can dance to it, and I don't know, I just really like it. Um, I just watch them, you know, after all of the seriousness that has been the season for them so far, for them to have that really fun, lighthearted moment together in song, which is something that's been missing, you know, it was just nice to see it. And and mm-hmm. it, it is a little... But, you know, it's kind of got that beat. And the next thing you know, you're kind of tapping or, or bobbing your head or something to it. So yeah. it's all good. I think that people have a much more um, uh, sharp opinion 
uh, sharp dichotomy of opinions for the come what may. Yeah. Than for any of the other ones, because you either loved it or yeah. you hated it. Yeah. Well, you know what I have to say about come what may is kind of weird, actually. As a scene uh, that was on the show, I think it is one of the most romantic moments on the show. However, vocally, it was not their best performance. I I would agree with that. That's kind of, so I'm kind of in between because there are, I mean, it's not candles. Like, it's not candles. (laughs) (laughs) We all know. Poor candles. I didn't hate (laughs) candles as much as you did. Oh, now it's just become a joke. I don't think I hate candles as much as I hate candles. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um. It, uh, like I, it's not, it's not, ba- it's not, baby, it's cold outside either. Um, in in terms of vocal performance, nothing beats baby, it's cold outside. No, unfortunately. Nope. Yeah. But the scene was it was just absolutely romantic, and I they did the a scene really good job with that scene. I just every time I come to it, I get chills, and yeah, so so yeah, um. So that's kind of the music. I just, the last thing I want to do is talk about like favorites and least favorites of the season, unless you guys had anything else that you guys wanted to talk about. No, it's the favorites. It's, yeah. It's kind of weird when it's like, I have not a whole lot of negative things to say that I just find myself not having a lot to say. Not to mention, I feel like maybe we just did a lot more in the episodes, but I thought, I feel like we talked a lot about the music in the episodes. So, um, I feel like a lot of it would be rehashing a little bit. So. But anyway, let's do um actually the latter part where they started going back to the more thematic episodes where the music was concerned. I mean, one of the things that we had to do was talk about the music because Yeah. You know, when you do an episode about movie music, that's the plot of the episode for that, that week. Right. I well, mean, and probably, kind of also because Blaine had so much. Like <laughs> you know, between the two of them, there was just a lot, you know, to talk about. So um so okay, least favorite performances. It doesn't. You guys can. It doesn't need to be like. You don't have to just pick one, but just whatever. You know, you came from the season. You were like, eh, I don't think so. Least favorite for me would probably be "Creep" because that was a weird song choice, and it had it the hooker that I don't remember was there, and I, I just I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. get it. That's okay. Kitty, what about you? Um, least favorites. Let me think here. Honestly, I think that it's probably it might be the crazy you drive me crazy or uh, uh, any of Marley's original songs. <laughs> Okay. Um, I have a couple. Um, Gangnam Style, I, I just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> um, also, um, I have a couple of least favorites. Uh, Gangnam Style is one of them that just doesn't. The This other one we haven't talked about. I wanted to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up here. I think the scene is funny, but this song, I, I can't stand the song. Uh, Baby Got Back. <laughs> oh, my my God! Yes, I can't but, stand it. That one too. Oh, I love "Baby Got Back." The the Adam version a, a for that. It's not even. I don't even care about. Oh that. wait, I mean, was 
I forgot that that was a song this season. I was talking about like the actual version. Oh no, this is the slowed down version that Adam sings to Kurt. It's funny. I apparently have not seen that. You need to see this when you no, watch I don't this. Think I do. It's the best yes, part. You okay. Have to. You have to watch that. It's in the Sadie Hawkins episode. Barbie, are you really going to watch the whole season and yes, not actually yeah. watch the whole season? Because I'm afraid that you'll come to my house and like tie me to the couch. You. If I don't. Oh no! Now I feel bad. See now, now that I know you haven't seen this scene yet, the moment yeah. you do, I'm going to need you to like live blog or message me <laughs> or something because I am going to need some real. Time actual reactions from you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, no, I apparently have not seen that. I did not realize that was in this season. I was talking about the actual Sir Mix a Lot version because uh, that it's, great. it's just excellent. <laughs> and that's great for what it is. Now, we're talking about they basically they slowed it down and had it sang Glee Club style. Ew, that's with, weird. With the guy, like Adam is the lead. Ew, that's weird. It's hilarious and it awful. Have, and just, it could have yeah. been really great, like awfully great. It's but supposed they got to be because oh, they yeah. ripped off the arrangement from some guy. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be um, a, a parody of Teenage Dream and that scene of Teenage Dream. Um, okay, and it, it works as a parody of that. And like I said, it's a really funny scene, but that song, I just think it's annoying. A lot of things in this episode, in that episode, that are supposed parallels or homages or parodies of things that never been kissed, and that's one of them. And it, but it doesn't work. Well, it I think it works happen. as a parody, but yeah, but it it and it. We were never going to take that character seriously. And from that moment, they, they should have known. <laughs> um. Okay, so favorite performances of the season. Uh, so favorites would probably be a three-way tie for me between It's Time, mm-hmm. um, Some Nights, oh, that's a good one. and the Bye Bye Bye, I Want It That Way mashup. Because awesome. I just, I love, I love it. It makes me so happy. Mm. Yeah, you got to make decisions now, Kitty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I'm thinking. <clears throat> I jumped in with that too fast. I didn't give y'all enough time to think. Should oh, you're I okay. Oh, okay. Well, for me, <laughs> I have a couple. I really, really, really loved Hopelessly Devoted to You. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love not only the, the song they that, that Darren did a really good job with it, but I love the way it was shot. And then um, I love um, White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was another one that I really liked. And I'm I know there is, and I am drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. What is Okay, well, I will go. Um, I can't not listen to this when I get to my season four playlist. Call me maybe. I love the song. It turned out so much better than I thought it was going to be when I heard the finished. 
Um, Carly Rae Jepsen is a treasure. Amazing. Pretty much all of the Blaine stuff, which I, you know, like I, I just love the Blaine stuff, but I'm going to go with the horridly depressing teenage dream. Um, I actually love that song. Um, the slow down version of it is amazing. Not the live version where he starts crying in the middle of it, but like the, the version that Darren does now at all of his shows. Recording. It's just, yeah. yeah. I, I really love that one. Um, believe it or not, I, you know what? I'm going to say being alive. I just, I'm just very, I love that one. So whatever. Um, and then uh, just can't get enough because I just can't get enough of that song. And but, I mean, there's just so many. I just am looking through these lists. Oh, okay. And- Sorry. I, I got my third one and you guys are going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, I really, 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 really love how to be a heartbreaker. Oh, okay. Huh. I would have not have pecked that one. So that's a great one to. You know why? Because I, well, I like the song, and I think that if I heard the original, I'd probably like the original too. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, is it? I want to call him Dean. Is he Dean? The guy uh, played Brody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. His name is Dean Gayer, I believe. Uh, yes, he sounded really good on it. Yeah, he was actually a good. I probably should have talked about him for a half second. Um, he was actually a good vocalist. He wasn't really a great actor, and he didn't really make an no, impression. But he, but he was a very good vocalist, actually. So he, he was a good vocalist, and he was pretty. Eh, I didn't think so, <laughs> but you got to remember, it takes a lot for me to find anybody attractive. So don't take that. Through, like I don't know. I mean, he's no Cooper Anderson. N- no, well, nobody is. But he is was a par- he's apparently made of plastic and a drug dealer. So <laughs> I mean. Everybody has their ups and their downs. Um, But the rest of mine, um, I love Superstition. Mercedes sings that. And the wonderful one. And then um, let's end this on Mamma Mia because you can't be. I love Mamma Mia. It is good. That's that's the thing. There's so many great performances. I'm looking through this list. I'm like, I like this one. And I like this one. And I like this one. And I, you know, this is when I go back to listen to Glee stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff I listen, I listen to a lot of season two, but I listen to a lot of four and five as well. And, um, I don't know. These songs just make me really happy. So. Yay. Yay. So that kind of wraps everything up unless there's something else. Um, I encourage people, if you guys have like thoughts that you want to talk about regarding the music that we didn't touch upon, um, send me messages and let me know and we'll try and answer stuff either on the blog or maybe on another show. So I'm trying to get more. Um, Comment on this post and tell yes. us how wrong we are. <laughs> um, I'm sure at least one of them is wrong at least once. Yep. I've never been wrong ever. <laughs> so two out of three podcasters have been wrong. One out of three is me. <laughs> And on that note, um, I, I want to thank you guys all for listening. Next week, um, we're going to end season four stuff with the wrap up where we talk about just about everything in um, or nothing because, you know, it's the wrap up episode. And um, and then we are wrapped up for season four for the season. So uh, thank you guys for joining us and we'll talk to you next Sunday. Found you, my missing puzzle piece. 
I'm coming.